Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Saints of God, Merry Christmas. More specifically, Merry Ninth Day of Christmas. Nine ladies dancing is the gift today, which is rather odd, but that's fine. It represents, though, fun fact, the nine fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And if you would like to know more about the biblical traditions associated with the 12 days of Christmas, you should just let me know, because these are the random bits of trivia that I really enjoy and would be happy to lecture you on for many, many days. And my wife would be pleased to not have to listen to me about it anymore. Anyway, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. And what does that mean? Well, for the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, it means that God shows up in the world in the child Jesus. In that familiar way that we've been hearing about in the pageant play and on Christmas Eve and on display right here in front of us. Born of Mary, guarded by Joseph, heralded by angels, tended to by shepherds, visited by the Magi. This little child of humble beginnings, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, born to save us from our sins, has come into the world. And then we get to John. Now, you may have noticed that the Gospel of John is just a little bit different. John's Gospel is not set up to be a pretty narrative uh, full of pageant-worthy characters. It is not easily acted out by tiny children. And it features not a single sheep, disappointingly enough. Instead, the Christmas narrative that we get from John is a bold pronouncement. God is here. And not just now, John says, but always, and in a very real, special, certain, and mysterious way. In the beginning we read was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, that right there is a pretty amazing announcement. Jesus, the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us, has always been, is now, and will always be. And why? Because according to John, it's because God has always been with us, is now, and will forever be. John's Christmas story is a powerful reminder for us this morning that Christmas, quite simply, is not over. It's not over when the trees are put out on the curb. It doesn't end when the inflatable lawn decorations get unplugged sometime around St. Patrick's Day. It doesn't end when family leaves or when the leftovers are finally eaten and the world goes back to the day-to-day normal of everyday life. Christmas is just getting started for those of us who confess Jesus as Lord. And this whole promise is centered around one specific, beautiful, uh, memorizable phrase. The Word became flesh and lived among us. 
right here, at verse 14 in the very first chapter of this Gospel of John, we find most clearly stated the theological promise of the entirety of the Gospel. This primordial cosmic word, which was in the beginning with God, a partner in creation, in relationship with God, and who is God, has now become human, taken on flesh and bone to live among us, to live as us. And while the NRSV translation of this verse speaks of God living among us, the verb here is actually skenu, which means to tent or to tabernacle. It's a word that has much more earthy tone. God became human and moved in next door, next to us, among us, with us. The dwelling of God is a deeply intimate personal claim that assumes God's commitment to and continuity with God's people. And in the word made flesh and dwelling among us, all of a sudden, God not only goes where God's people go, but is who they are. God is who we are. When God took on flesh, it changed everything. Because if a living, embodied, eating, sleeping, walking, talking, cranky, happy Jesus can be God in the world, we can too. That is the beauty and the wonder and the joy of John's nativity. This reminder, this promise that just as God came into the world, God is still in the world, working through you and me, showing up, doing good, being kind, walking the walk through the hands and the feet of each and every one of you each and every day. Now, when we look at the world around us, too often what we end up bearing witness to is the breaking apart and the destroying of the unity which God intended from the beginning. We see that, right? We see division in our homes and in our communities, in our government and in society. There is brokenness in our lives and in our world. And after two years of pandemic living, we know now, maybe better than ever, that the world isn't perfect. Our families aren't perfect. We just might not be perfect. I know that's shocking because you think that I am, but it's, this is it. The gospel today reminds us that that's okay. We come with pain and worry. We come as imperfect people in search of new life. We come to this place of grace, and we experience again the scandalous gospel of hope that bursts onto the scene, into the world, in Jesus Christ. Hope that comes not through mythic superheroes, but through the everyday, ordinary, fleshiness of life. That's what John 1 says. That God became ordinary in order to right-side up the world. And this text, this little bit of the Christmas story, reminds us that you don't have to be a shepherd who spoke to angels, or a wise guy, who wandered from afar chasing a star. 
You don't have to be the stepfather to a miraculous birth or a young woman infused with the Holy Spirit to be made the mother of God. You don't have to be any of those things to change the world. God takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. Again and again and again. Water becomes welcome. Bread and wine become the embodied promise of forgiveness. Imperfect people become a community of faith and welcome and a force for justice for all people. Today we celebrate Christmas again, a Christmas that reminds us that we are all connected, that goes back to the very beginning of all things and reminds us and reinfuses our reality with God from the very moment of everything. Today we are reassured that no matter what bitter opposition or danger we face, God is here. Christ is present with us. And that that is the best Christmas gift of all. A gift for which we can all say, Thanks be to God.